0: Welcome to the podcast. I'm Mark. And I'm Krista. And you're listening to Practical Prepping Quick Tips. Okay, we're going to talk about mental toughness part two. I'm talking about training your brain so that you can become mentally tough, that you can have resolve, that you can develop coping skills. You know, every practical prepper needs to know that they can rely on themselves, that they know that their mind is clear, and that they can face just about... Anything that might come their way. Now, as a quick review, last time, part one, we talked about admitting that you're scared when you are scared, doing the things that you're not good at, and making a list of what you can't control. You know, these are some of the first steps into training your mind into understanding how to develop resolve, how to develop coping skills, things that push you outside of your comfort zone so that you can experience new ways of approaching the solution of a problem or how to open up a conversation with someone or listening, becoming a better listener. All of these things will help you develop mental toughness. So we're going to jump in and continue with that discussion. The next level of training for mental toughness is to identify your own core beliefs Core beliefs are the things that form our identities. They shape how we live our lives and how we react to problems. Have you ever thought about your core beliefs and the possibility that any one of them might be wrong? You know, if one of your core beliefs turns out to be wrong, it might even cause you to question all of your core beliefs. I have met people who had core beliefs that were rooted in fear or tradition And they weren't even rooted in fact at all. And they lived their entire lives believing something or clinging to something that really, in essence, didn't help them at all. In fact, it actually held them back mentally. So think about this. Whenever someone is confronted by an erroneous core belief. Let's say a politician, and there's plenty of politicians to go around to use as an example. These men and women sometimes will cling to a core belief that turns out to be wrong, but so many times politicians will just cling even harder. They don't want to go through the humility of admitting they were wrong, so don't be that person. You know, core beliefs need to be examined. You really need to know if what you believe and what you're clinging to really has merit. And so that is your task is to identify your core beliefs and make certain that you have a mindset that is open to realizing that you may have to abandon some core beliefs that could possibly be wrong. Okay, moving on. Here's another one. Try new things. A routine can actually destroy mental toughness if it's just routine for routine's sake. Now, that isn't to say that there aren't certain routines that aren't valuable. Certainly there are. We have routines here at our house where at a certain hour at the night, we make sure that all of our doors and windows are locked. It's kind of a routine. But you can become so entrenched in certain routines that it actually holds you down. It keeps your mental resolve from growing and blossoming the way that it should. So you need to understand that holding on to a routine keeps you from learning how to cope well when things happen or things change on a pretty quick basis. I mean, think about it. As a prepper, you've got to be aware that sometimes an emergency situation is going to pop up out of nowhere. You don't really have a lot of time to even address that. You've got to be able to put yourself in a position where you can anticipate that emergency. You can anticipate your response to that emergency, so that trying new things and pushing yourself into new areas is going to be very important to train that brain for mental toughness. you got to stretch yourself sometimes. you got to push past what you already know and get deeper into some things you may not completely understand. For me, that's like learning medical techniques. I don't know a lot about medical techniques. I mean, I know a few basic things with first aid. But I've never tied a tourniquet and I've never applied a butterfly clip and I've never, you know, stitched up a wound. But it's very possible that I'll need to learn to try those new things to examine if I have what it takes to be able to put myself in that situation. So don't be afraid to try new things. It doesn't mean you have to be perfect at it. It just means you have to practice. Something else you can do, and this is a little tough, but it actually has value, list your mistakes, look at them, learn from them, and then move on. You know what weak people do? They do two things. They either dwell on their mistakes forever and forever, or they deny that they ever made a mistake. So either one of those things is useless. You know why? Because we all make mistakes sometimes. Instead of beating yourself up, learn from the mistakes that you have made, because it teaches you something. Aren't you, like me, better off for having learned from experience? And sometimes the experience is eh, humiliating or even painful when you've made a mistake. But it teaches you and it trains your brain to make better decisions down the road. It's actually quite liberating, I think, for me to be able to admit that I've made a mistake. I certainly would rather hear it from me, to me than I would hear it from someone else, because that would be harder to endure, in my opinion. Real, authentic failure is just the refusal to try. So try new things, list your mistakes, look at them, learn from them, and you'll find that that mental toughness is going to start blooming in that way. Here's another one. Now, this one's really interesting. Go somewhere alone. And I don't mean to your den with the TV and a bowl full of potato chips. I mean, go to a quiet place where there are no distractions, where you can get away from people and you can concentrate on yourself. You might find that when you're really in that quiet place, your self-doubts may come to the surface. Well, that's okay. It gives you a chance to examine them and without distraction so that you can really concentrate on yourself. You know, if you're constantly surrounded by people all the time, you may not ever realize what it means to be completely alone. And so it's important for mental toughness for you to put yourself in that position. It can be a bit uncomfortable at first, but think about it like this. You may be in an emergency situation out there somewhere and you find yourself completely alone. No other person around you for miles. You're going to need to know how to cope with that. So put yourself in some areas where you're safe, but you're alone. And work on that. Find out what that feels like. You're going to find that you'll develop a new sense of self-reliance. You're going to find a new level of independence, independent thinking. You're going to find that that's actually a very healthy way to grow your mental toughness. And last but not least, do things that take you out of your comfort zone. You know, there are some experts in mental training that they recommend a gradual exposure to situations that you're not accustomed to because that helps you build up a tolerance. It pushes your brain to build up more resolve, to break down your fears, and help you stay calm during an emergency or a crisis. That comes from placing yourself in an area that's uncomfortable at first it helps you to learn balance mentally it helps you to respond thoughtfully and keeping calm in the midst of panic i know people who are like that mark is like that i'll brag on him for a minute mark is the cool head in the room when the rest of the world is just flying around you like a tornado Mark has that personality and it comes through all of his years of training, his mental toughness. He's been in uncomfortable zones. He has been in areas that pushed him beyond his comfort level. He has been in areas where he's been completely and utterly alone. So he's developed a certain type of mental toughness that's very healthy. And I've been in situations, he and I together, and I've kind of lost it. and He's been the cool, calm voice. And so I admire that about him, and I've learned from him that he knows how to keep cool in the middle of an emergency situation. Do you have that kind of mental toughness? Do you even know if you do? You may have to put yourself in some of these situations where you're admitting that you're scared and trying things that you're not good at, listing your mistakes and taking a real good hard look at them, going somewhere by yourself, or also doing things that purposefully take you away from all that's comfortable to you? Do you think you're mentally tough? And if you do think that, what helped you get that way? I'd really be curious to know what your mental toughness story might be. Maybe you can share with us in an email times when you were in an uncomfortable situation, but your mental toughness and your resolve got you through. I'd like to hear about that. And I hope that you have really learn something from these quick tips about mental toughness and why it's valuable and why we all need to seek that. So I'm going to be on a journey for resolve and calm and thoughtfulness as well as mental toughness. And I'm going to try these techniques and I challenge you to do the same thing and let me know how that's going for you. I'm glad you've been listening to quick tips and we'll have more for you the next time. See ya.